You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome back to The Express. It's Balavakani joined by maybe my third favorite Dan. Uh, what? Daniel Johori, because there's Brian Danielson, I guess, who's no longer a Dan. Um, and, and then there is also Christopher Daniels. But uh, next week, I'm chatting with Dan Zimborski, who's an ESPN baseball analyst. And I realized uh, I've known him for 10 years. He's a very good Dan. Um, so we may have to talk to the Dan Council about that. Well, I thought you're at least you're going to say Danhausen. I would have understood. I hadn't even considered that. Anyways, I'll, I'm going to have to have an internal Dan review. But more importantly, <laughs> AW Revolution feels like a devolution. What? what I'm, and what I'm getting at, Dan, is I'm looking at this card, right? And there is a lot of potential for some really good stuff. But when I boil it all down, I really just want to see Thunder Rosa win the women's championship. And I'm not too fussed about a lot of the rest of the card. I do too, but there's also a lot of other things I want to see, but yeah, I think, you know what, uh, uh, from a stack card, I really, I I'm with you. I, I, I'm the top thing I want to see is Thunder Rosa winning that belt. Yeah. We'll, we'll go through it. But, and I think what we're going to see is there's a lot of potential disappointment and there's a lot of, there's a couple of matches I don't even think really should be on this pay-per-view, but let's start with the main Agreed. event. Hangman Page going up against Adam Cole for the AEW World Championship. And uh, I was telling my wife, Dan, about the story of, uh, and I think it was Drew McIntyre, sort of almost comparing himself to The Undertaker, right? These guys who are really good chasing a championship, but maybe not as good as the champion. And you just don't know until you do it. And I'm looking at Hangman Page, and his chase is so great. His win over Kenny Omega is so great. And then, you know, beating Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson is pretty great. And then Lance Archer is kind of there. And Adam Cole is pretty great. But I, I couldn't sit here and tell you, okay, this is where Hangman needs to go with the title. Whereas if Adam Cole right now takes the title, uh, you could pretty much throw a, a dartboard at the rankings probably right now. And you've probably got five to six great matches, if not 10. And I just think you have to give this title to Adam Cole. You think they're going to do that? I hope they do it. I don't know if they're going to, but I hope they're going to do it. I Kind of do as well. It also sends this message to people still in WWE considering what they're going to do next. Mm. Um, but I, you know what? I, I agree with you uh, fully about m- maybe the Adam Page build and the chase was too good because mm. we haven't seen a chase like that in forever. Yeah. Right. Uh, last that, five, 10 years. Uh, so maybe it was too good, and, and 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 unfortunately, it's just hard to to live up to, especially when uh, since he's you know since uh, in the last year when in the, in the peak of the build, all these new people came along, and now you're like, well, there's other options. There's a lot of other options I can have this belt. We'll get to it a little later, but I, I really feel like the MJF CM Punk rivalry should have almost been folded into this, and it mm. should have became a fatal four way where we could have seen MJF and what he thinks about Hangman Page, CM Punk and what he thinks about Adam Cole and vice versa, right? I think there was probably a better way to do this. I'm still very excited for the prospect of Adam Cole as champion, but I'm actually starting to dread the notion of Hangman holding the belt because I just I just don't see much there, um, which is really not the case with the women's title. Uh, Britt Baker taking on Thunder Rosa. Um, there, there was a very, and I'm going to shout out the what culture guys, which barely should do on a podcast about wrestling, but they made a very good comparison that the whole Britt Baker, Jamie Hader thing was a lot like rated RKO, right? It's supposed to be this great 
team falling apart that the problem becomes we haven't really seen uh hater become this great teammate of Britt baker it's pretty much uh you know i hired a heater her name is jamie hater she is here and she's not super thrilled to be here she should be gone she's still here um i'm also still champion and i'm just looking at it and very similar to hangman adam page I just don't see a lot of room for Britt Baker to go. And I think because you have two female champions in this promotion, the fact that they're both heels also puts you in this weird situation where you can't have a heel number one contender for either belt. Um, and I, I, I couldn't really tell you now who's a top heel after Baker and Cardgill because they've probably just been, well, it's, it's Serena Deeb and she's just in this weird holding pattern. So I feel like you have to go with Thunder Rosa and then you probably have to put Deeb up against her. You maybe do Mercedes Martinez. Maybe you even do Jamie Hayter, but at least you have options once again. Um, and yeah, it just feels like this has taken too long to get to this point. Yeah, I think that this is, uh, they're probably going to put it on Thunder Rosa. I hope they do. Uh, conversely, you could keep it on Britt Baker. I mean, if, if it wasn't Thunder Rosa, like mm. uh, I'm saying Britt Baker's run could have lasted a lot longer, but mm. Because it's Thunder Rosa, do it. I, I really, I think it's now or n- not never, but mm-hmm. you should really do this now. The only thing I would throw out there, and I, I will be okay if they do this, you could end the show with Baker as champion, joining Adam Cole as champion, and oh. Adam Cole is sort of moving towards, you know, Red Dragon, and Hater still got, or I should say Britt Baker still got her Hater and still got her Reba, and you kind of have a bit of a faction there that could go against another faction, so uh, there's maybe there, there is something there. It's got a little bit of, uh, you know, and I, I hate to use this example, but an Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit feel to it, right? Like there could be, at least in that moment, who knows after as the, the history will tell us, but a potentially feel good moment, a unique way for them to end a AEW pay-per-view where, you know, the top side of the men's and women division have been very, very divided. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it would elevate that title a lot for the show to go off the air with Adam Cole and Britt Baker to be champion. So that'll be the second best outcome, I would say, at the end of the night. Um, so yeah, I, you could salvage this Baker thing. Um, but I think if you do that, Dan, like you have to go from this directly to Jamie Hayter. You cannot, like th- this should have already been done. Um, it should have been done, Jamie yeah, versus just, Britt. Yes. Th- like there's no way. They dragged this, this out way too long. Yeah, I just, I, it's just a shame. Uh, and, and to be fair, it should have been, if it was built better before, Again, going back to rated RK, bro, you can get away with it, but it just hasn't been. Um, and, and I don't know how else to put it. It's no MJF and Wardlow. Yeah, exactly. Um, moving on to Jurassic Express, they're taking on Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. And it was funny, Dan, as I'm watching these matches go on, it's sort of like you see the percentages in my head of Jurassic Express keeping this title going down and down and down. And then, because I guess it's one of those weird things, right? Where you don't know who the other team is. You're like, well, maybe they're going to throw, and especially when you saw the teams that were in that casino battle Royal, that kind of wasn't mm-hmm. a casino battle Royal in some ways you're like, Oh, maybe they're going to throw the gun club, another bone, or maybe this is bear country's time, or maybe this is top flights time. Like maybe they're just going to throw someone in there. No. Um, and I think ultimately, again, I, I sort of want to see red dragon and the young bucks just have that feud. And I think giving one of these teams, and I don't even know if it matters which team I would think it'd be Red Dragon because the Bucks already had a pretty good run with the title. It would allow you to do that rivalry. And then, you know, Hangman, after losing the title, could realign himself with the face Bucks team 
and you could have Cole with Red Dragon uh, and you could do something very, very cool with that. Uh, and to be fair to Jurassic Express, they've defended the title a lot. I, I don't really know, Dan, if any of it's been spectacular. It's, it's all kind of not been as good as the Lucha Bros or the Young Bucks. And I think what will follow after will probably be better as well. It feels like they just won this. Mm-hmm. When did they win these belts? November, oh, December, yeah, or later? Around, around the time uh, where that was a terrible injury to one of the Lucha Bros. Um, I, January? I think, I think January. So this yeah. it hasn't been very long. Mm-hmm. Um, so so wait, what are you saying? Are you saying who's I think who you go Red Dragon? I think you go Red Dragon or the Young Bucks. I'd be very surprised if Jurassic Express holds these titles. I'd be surprised if the Young Bucks take it back, especially mm-hmm. uh, if you're going to change it. I agree. Go with Red Dragon mm-hmm. if they're if they're going to do that. Did you did you go back? You mentioned I, I I chuckled when you said Bear Country. Did you see what they did to them during that match? They uh-huh. they were entered during the pitcher and pitcher, yep. and they were eliminated before the pitcher and pitcher was over. It, it was bizarre, uh, yeah. and I, I forget who it was. There there was a big entrance in one of the pitchers and pitcher uh, in one of the pitcher and pitcher breaks, and I can't even remember who it was. And I. I it's just not a match type. You should do picture in picture when there's 20 people in the ring. Like, I think you need to be more strategic with your commercial breaks or have a timeout. Like I'm fine with that. Like have a timeout. I'm fine with it too. Like just, it's just impossible to follow. I don't Um, follow. I rarely, unless it's a special occasion. And I still found it difficult. um, Even on a big screen. Like it's, they catch me with the Sammy. When Sammy does the card gimmick every now and then they'll keep me around for a minute or so. Depends on my mood. I I can't always get up for it, but yeah, at least that's a creative way uh, to use it. And I do give them credit for sticking with it. Um, although yeah. when, when WWE tries, uh, our friends here at, in Sportsnet in Canada don't bother to uh, facilitate. Anyways, uh, speaking of networks and connections, uh, Dan, I was recently uh, interviewing Natasha Legero for her TBS show, uh, Rat in the Kitchen. And in researching TBS, uh, their Twitter bio is uh, Jade Cargill is our champion. So the people <laughs> at TBS are very excited about her. Uh, she's going to take on Tay Conte for that TBS championship. And you know, Dan, uh, if Anna Jay couldn't defeat Jade Cargill, how the hell is Tay Conte going to do it? Well, she ain't. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, Jade, what is what is it about this this woman that I just want her to succeed? Uh, she's mm. not. She's getting better slowly. Uh, she's not the best, mm. but I just want to see her. Like I, I really like her, and I really want her to be successful. So I, I, I wish her all the best. I don't And I don't know why. No, no, no. I think that's fair. Like we talked about how cool it would be if, if Britt Baker was standing there with Adam Cole as the champion. But if you said, look, only one of them is going to retain, I would say Jade because she's newer to the championship. 100%. I, I think this is working. I think especially where we are in the history of the AEW's w- women's division. I think you have a lot of women who are at the level where it can go with Jade. You know, they can get a good match in. But you don't have as many people who are in that Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, Mercedes Martinez, uh, Serena Deeb category. Like it's potentially five to 10 women. Right. Whereas there might be a dozen. And that's not to mention um, people they could bring in for one match that don't have to be all elite to get that shot and could have a, a cameo type, you know, showdown with Cargill, especially, you know, as more and more of those no compete clauses come up, look at the ring of honor deal, you know, which we haven't even talked about. Like there's probably uh, five to 10 matches just from that you could do. Um, so I think there's a lot of potential. Um, and I, I am a little disappointed that this Conte thing was very much thrown on at the last minute. Yep. It would have been nice if there was someone, uh, and, and I also don't think it should be take Conte. 
and, and I don't know who this is, Dan, you're more of an AW guy than me. I wish there was a woman who was scouting Cargill, who was on commentary for her matches, who was, you know, at ringside, who was making pointers. I don't know who that is, but I think there's a potential to build somebody up as a more credible challenger, especially at a pay-per-view that was missed here. What are we doing with Abaddon? Yeah, like, I think that would be the prime example. It's, uh, it's an interesting one. Like I, I watched, I, I caught like um, Abaddon's match on Dark because I My saw her advertised. And I was like, because well, I haven't seen her. And then I, I saw that her record is mm. 27, and 28 now, 28 and three. I'm like, Ooh. this girl's got to go after some titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she's I think got a would... really good record, like, but they it, don't use her for whatever reason. And Dan, that's such an easy program, right? Week mm. one, video package. Week two, she did stocks Cargill in an interview or a ma- after a match. Like you take your pick. Yeah. Week three, of course Cargill wins, but yeah, but at least you could build her as a credible challenger. And then by Cargill defeating her, at least it puts her over as opposed to as a yeah, monster killer. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I don't, I won't have the full list of everyone she's faced, but it's like, she picked on one eye, Julia Hart. She yep. took on Anna Jay early on. She took on take Conte. I feel like she fought uh, Ruby Soho and yep. those are like, they're all kind of the same. They're all kind of like, Oh, this is what we're doing with Jay Cargill in a pinch. Uh, here you go. And it's just not, there's not a lot of mixture of even the type of storytelling, uh, let alone the challengers. So- well, she's eating through people. That's the other problem. Cause she's, she's on a, a winning streak. Mm. Uh, it's 28 now, I believe, or 29. So what do you do? Like, like there's only so many top women that you're, you're going to feed her to, or, yeah. you know what I mean? So, uh, they got to either slow her down or I don't know what they're going to do with her, but I, again, I wish her the best. I hope, uh, it sounds, it seems like they're going to give her, uh, like a, a Goldberg type of streak. Like, I don't think she's going to be beaten for a long time, but again, you got to find women for her to, they're, she's going to run out of women soon. Yeah. And then I worry, do you run through the roster so quickly that then all of a sudden you're just dealing with non-roster people. And well, you, you have to, because uh, yeah. she's going to beat everybody uh, unless you, unless, you know, other than the Brit Bakers, the Thunder Roses, Serena mm-hmm. Deebs, eventually she's going to run into them. Yeah. I, I almost feel like at this point I would have taken a comedy match with Reba just to give me a different flavor. Like, I think you just like, I, you're right. I, there's nothing wrong with giving her a Goldberg like streak, but you have to, you have to tell like in this day and age and, and Goldberg's time was Goldberg's time. It's not Goldberg's time now as much as he wishes it was. Um, you have to tell different stories. Like she bumps into Reba backstage. That becomes a match. Right. And then maybe, I don't know. Does that, but that has to lead to Brit eventually then. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe it's hater and then hater can't do it, but they're different challenges. One's a comedy. One's a, anyways, I, I just think there's a lot of potential, because they're in a unique spot, right, Dan? Like, WWE does not have a mid-card women's title, and I don't think they've ever had one. So, like, there's a lot of potential. No, nor should they. Well, they do. They do. It's the tag belts. Yeah, but it's, like, I, well, I guess you could argue it's Dana Brooke right now with the 24-7 championship, but it's not explicitly that. So you have the potential to tell stories here, and I, I'm a little disappointed they're not really telling any story that isn't, you know, a couple of minutes long, basically. So anywho, a story that took way too long because AEW sort of, you know, either they give you squashes or they give you, I don't know, Lord of the Rings, basically, is MJF versus uh, CM Punk. I I, I really like this a lot, Dan, but it's just gone on so, so long. And the MJF twist this week on Dynamite where he need him in the groin, like I, I didn't see it the whole way. 
but I saw it enough that I was like, okay, he's, he's literally done this before where he's almost turned face and then he hits a guy in the groin. Like this is not even a new trick of his. No. And it's so late in the game. And I get that you want to get this to the pay-per-view, but then you have to plan it better, right? Like let Wardlow turn before this happens and then deal with Wardlow's turn leading up to this. If that's not going to be a pay-per-view thing, which I guess it's not going to be, I don't know. Um, I, like I, the match will deliver on the night. I'm just kind of exhausted in this dynamic, which uh, is despite how good it's been at many points. It's been fantastic. And I felt that way. I don't feel this. The, I, I see it's, it's time and it's, mm-hmm. it's, but I felt that way in the MJF Jericho feud. I thought that mm-hmm. went on forever and yeah. it did like that went on. Now think about that. That went on for like a year and a half. Ooh, right. Yeah. From starting from when he was in the, blah, 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 like mm-hmm. all of this shit, but this one, it, it's, it's about to expire and it, 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 it is on Sunday and it's done. And I think it, I, I don't think that these two will revisit each other in punk's career. I, I doubt. I, I honestly think Dan, this feud has gone on so long. There's been a dozen times I've been like, why doesn't Wardlow just help CM Punk? Like that's probably happened a dozen different moments. I've been like, you might, you might as well just do it to give me a different story beat because it's just, the same thing over and over and over and over and over. And there's, but been, it has been good though, right? It's been high quality because they're both. The- <laughs> and you had to, you had to do the, obviously it had to come to him kicking him uh, because if you, you, have you couldn't leave, you couldn't leave it from where it was last week. Yeah. And then they go into a dog collar. Like you have to, like this guy has to, you have to have hatred for this man again. I, I, th- I think it just, the more you start to think about it, the more it raises questions. Like you think about dynamite and the situation punk was in, he's been in this numbers game for so long with MJF. How has he not made a proto stable to protect him? Even just temporarily found four young people or whatever, four people in the back, especially with the amount of tag teams that are out there doing nothing to be like, we got your back against MJF and whatever. He, he, he had sting and Darby came and helped him last mm-hmm. week, but they're also, but they're in they're a in different feud at the moment. Yeah. Right. They, but they did help some, him. Yeah. But bring somebody else and have yes. him rub somebody the wrong way. And at least the story is more interesting. Like, uh, you know, even if the dark order had somehow got involved and said, you know what? We love CM Punk. We're not going to let this happen. And man, we love Wardlow. And, you know, we'd love for Wardlow to join the Dark Order and all this stuff. And they could totally not be into it. But at least it would have given me something else as opposed to just, you know, like, again, the, both of these guys and even Sean Spears, I give him a lot of credit. I think he's been very good in his minimal role here. Wardlow has been very good. I think they've played their roles well, but I think they've been generally very simplistic, not quite one note, but given what these guys have done in other rivalries, it just feels like they just didn't figure out a, a good enough way to keep the story interesting for so long. But, you know, hopefully I'm wrong on Sunday. Uh, speaking of stories, Brian Danielson's taking on John Moxley. And this is an interesting one, Dan, because I don't, I don't really care who wins the match. This is all about what is the result of it, right? Do these two guys become the team I want them to be? Do they start recruiting the people Daniel Bryan has called out do uh, you know the matches Daniel Bryan has had leading up to it end up with some of those people the Lee Moriarty's or whatever showing up ringside and maybe helping him win like there's a lot of potential for this to be great but I'm kind of worried they're just going to have the match and just make me wait to see what happens well yeah I'm confused by this one as well because I don't like same as you, I don't care who wins. What I really want is them to join forces after. But I don't know 
what that is going to take. Does that mean somebody has to be, who has to win for that to happen? Yeah, it's been unclear. Um, like the, the possibilities are, are amazing. Yes. Um, I would love to see this. Uh, yeah. I, I'm just going to reserve judgment because I want to see where they go. Um, it's probably going to be somewhere in between. I feel like they're going to give us a taste of what we want and they're going to give us a suggestion they're going there, but they're probably going to drag it out a bit longer than they should. Uh, speaking of dragging it out, Chris Jericho is going to take on Eddie Kingston. Again, uh, this one is, is interesting to me, but I think like a lot of stuff on this card, the result needs to be Kingston because God help us, Dan, if Jericho wins this and he can't put this guy over, um, it's kind of going to remind me of Santana and Ortiz where you get all this buildup and then kind of nothing happens. So what was the point of any of it? I think Jericho might go over. Oh, no. And the reason being is, uh, and this wasn't my idea. Somebody, I listened to this on, a, on another podcast, suggesting that they just introduced this idea that Eddie Kingston can't win the big one, mm. right? So if he immediately wins the big one, so be it. But if there might be more story if he doesn't win and Eddie has to go through this arc now, right? Okay. That it's almost like what Adam Page did. Mm. Like it's so, uh, so I'm thinking they might do that. And then I heard that Jericho filed for the trademark of a, a, a name, the sports entertainer. He's trying mm. to trademark that. So also suggesting that he might, uh, the, obviously he's, and he's the influence. He, he wants to have this a heel run. Mm. So he might, cheat and beat Eddie Kingston and he becomes the sports entertainer, everything that Eddie Kingston hates. And they could revisit this down the line. Okay. Well, Dan, now I'm not as terrified of the, of the results. So thank you for that. Um, a match. I'm terrified about the fact, I don't know. I'll bring it up right here. It's, it's Andrade El Itador, mm. El Itador. I can't say it. Matt Hardy. Uh, Andrade, yeah. Andrade, Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy taking on Sting, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, now, uh, we're taping this ahead of Rampage, so the TNT title could end up with Andrade, it could end up with Darby Allen, which might add a very interesting element to this match. You know, and this is going to be a problem we're going to come back to in the other match in a moment here. But here's my thing, Ted. Like, this feels like a match that should be on TV. Um, the TNT title, I, I have a lot of respect for how frequently it's defended. I don't have as much respect for Sammy carrying around two belts. Um, that's not how interim titles work, Sammy. But I, I just, I don't know. I'm not really that fussed about this. Um, I'm glad Sting's getting a pay-per-view match, but maybe let Darby and Sting have a run of the tag titles. Like, this is not how I want to see it. Um, I don't even care to tell you who's going to win. It probably will be Team Sammy, but whatever. Yeah, I agree. Uh, probably... Uh, the baby faces are most likely going to win. Uh, this doesn't need to be on the pay-per-view. I understand why it is because you want to get all these people on the show. I completely understand that. I'm most happy for Isaiah Cassidy. Mm -hmm. That's a big opportunity for him to be in this match. So I feel yeah. good for him to be in with all these people. Uh, so this shouldn't overstay its welcome. If this was like a 12 minute sprint, it'll, it should be good. Yeah, I but hope so. Right, it should have been a dynamite main event, though. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know exactly, Dan, what I would want to do with the TNT title here. Like, I almost feel like we're probably going to get Scorpio Sky at some point. Um, I, I feel like you probably should have just done Scorpio Sky here. Like, there's like a month-long thing where he's been trying to get a title shot. And I, I mean, maybe it happened and I forgot. 
but I feel like you could have built a hell of a video package here. Um, and Sammy could have taken even some shots at him leaving SCU and how he came out of a stable and became a star. Like, I feel like you actually could have told an insanely better story than just stick six people in a match. Um, you know, which is essentially just based on Andrade hilariously calling Darby Allen Sting's kid or whatever. Um, but you know, it, it does feel very like held together by string staying with the TNT title. Um, we've got the phase of the revolution ladder match, um, which is a thing. Uh, it, it's a thing that's very weird, Dan, before I even mentioned the competitors, because, you know, essentially if you want a TNT title shot, you just have to ask for it. Yes. But for whatever reason, Keith Lee, Wardlow, powerhouse Hobbs, uh, TNT champion, Ricky Starks, orange Cassidy, Ethan Page, and apparently Christian Cage. I've, I've had to cross-reference three different sites to even get everybody who was in this match incorrectly. Um, they'll be in this ladder match. I guess, who do you think is going to win? And it probably should just be Keith Lee, right? It should definitely be Keith Lee. It's so tonight on Rampage, Ethan Page versus Christian Cage, just for that last spot. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, so that's what's going to happen. I agree that the... Th- the thing that bothers me the most about this, I agree, is that it's for the TNT chance. Like people like like Warhorse has come off the Indies and get yep. this. And like Great all point. these people get these title matches out of nowhere. And yep. for I agree that, but these people, Keith Lee has to jump through hoops to to get into this to, for that. He's it should have been already earned it. He probably this should be for the world it. title. Yeah, yeah, that that was exactly where you can go. Either 100%. make it for the world title, and then even if you just take these names and you say. Keith Lee. Wow. Wardlow. Like think of the potential of Wardlow jumping the queue over MJF. Yep. How interesting that would be. Powerhouse Hobbs. Ricky Starks could have be cutting promos, which he probably should have been anyways, about being Mr. Two Bells and skipping the TNT title. Orange Cassidy, who's a legitimate contender for it. Ethan Page, you know, or a Christian Cage. Um, and Christian Cage could be, again, he should already be talking about Jurassic Express having all the gold. But on that level... Um, I think it's very, very interesting. And I will throw this out there. You have two women's titles. Mm-hmm. You could have potentially done this for either women's title. Leave it open, you know, leave it open, whichever one you want. And then your Anna Jays, your Mercedes Martinez, your Jamie Hayter, who's got a legitimate claim to a title, potentially your Serena Deebs, like just off the top of my head, that's four excellent women who have, you know, basically no role on the card unless you count maybe two of them being ringside. Um, I don't really know if at this point in the game I need to see Powerhouse Hobbs on a pay-per-view, Ethan Page or Kristen Cage. Uh, funny how those pretty much rhymed. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, half of this match, and I know two of them are going to qualify still, it's kind of a throwaway for me. Um, but I'm sure they'll do some good stuff in the match. Um, but yeah, Keith Lee, you should have just asked like Keith Lee could have already had and lost a TNT title shot. If he had just asked for it, essentially. There's also rumors of a surprise entrant of oh. a possible Cesaro or the first formerly known as, uh, so that that's a possibility. Yeah. But again, if it was for a world title or even if it was just flexible, you know, if it was flexible and then, you know, maybe powerhouse Hobbs and Starks are in it together to get a tag team title shot. Maybe Cassidy wants to give it to his best friends. Maybe Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky want to go after the tag team titles. And for whatever reason, they weren't given the chance in the Battle Royal. And it's like, I think this needs to be it's sort of similar to the Casino Battle Royal. I think as much as AEW likes to do things to be different, 
I think you have to be critical of those things. You can't just say, well, we did something different. It's got to be great because it's not the other thing. They did but, not do anything different. It was a tag team Royal Rumble. It's basically, you know, yeah, th- th- that's, that's, what, that's what it was. And, and this is a, a you know, a, a less effective money in the bank for a mid card title. Yes. So, yes. You know, exactly. Um, I have a treat for you, Dan. I have found the pre-show matches, apparently, according to, yes. I don't know what it was, Bleacher Reporter, where I found this. Uh Hook is going to take on QT Marshall, which I'm Amazing. actually quite excited for. I think that'll be good. I might watch the pre-show for once. Oh yeah, I always do. It's free. Uh, I was. I'm, I've been waiting for this match. I've, I've, so yeah, that's so yeah. That's honestly, it's it. This is in in a pretty good card. This is still in my top four matches that I want to see. I think it'll just be fun. I think QT. To his credit, like this is what he should be doing. He's getting Hook over. He's throwing his students yep. at him. I actually think this is the best thing QT has done since he's been in AEW. Like I think yep. this is perfect opponent because he and, and you know what? Fine, he can put over some other guys. You need to be put over. I you know the I'm not as crazy about him facing CM Punk. That seemed very out of place, but fair enough. Um, lastly, we have Chris Statlander taking on Layla Hirsch. I, I kind of forgot, Dan. This was a thing. Even a couple of moments ago when I was telling you how I would book a women's face of the revolution, I legitimately forgot these two existed. Um, again, this has gone a little bit too long. I'll give them some credit for getting it on a pay-per-view because now you've got three women's matches technically on the show. So that's good. Um, the promo they had with these two was very good the other night on uh, Dynamite. So I'll give them that. So, yeah, this is a thing. Who who should win, Dan? Layla Hirsch for that. His Chris Statlander is... a is an asshole. Remember that? Did you hear what she said about her? Like what was it, like two weeks ago when she said she deserved to her, her parents left her cause she deserved it or something like that. Like uh, I missed that. Actually. She was a, she was an orphan because she deserved it. And I was like, wow, it was one of the harshest nastiest. That's like something MJF would say. I was like, wow. So yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for uh, Layla Hirsch. <laughs> Yeah, you changed my mind on that match. Yeah, will, was, uh, I couldn't believe. I was like shocked that she said that. It'll be a very interesting show, Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I, I'm always grateful for your thoughts because they're very different from my thoughts. It generally lets me enjoy the show more. Uh, I'll give you the last word before we go. If you want to throw anything out about the ROH deal uh, or if Cody's going to now go to AEW because of the ROH deal, because there's been quite a bit I of wrestling it. news. No, really? I, I like I, to do what? Why? Wow. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would like that if that was true, but I, I think he's coming back to the WWE. Yeah, still seems more likely. Uh, I, you know, I, I was excited about the, you know, I, was, I thought, hey, that's a really cool announcement, but it doesn't, to me, it's uh, it doesn't mean anything if they don't have weekly television. Yeah, that was my thing. If they have, because remind me, ROH was on Fox, correct? No, they were on Sinclair oh, cable system. Okay, so back in like the day. A, like Rogers in Canada, like that's what it would be like, right? You know. Yeah. So uh, to your point, I think if this is a window for them to have another TV property, um, and I know there's some reports that maybe the AEW is talking to HBO Max, and maybe yep. this is part of a bigger deal. So okay, but to your point. If this doesn't lead or isn't part of an on a bigger discussion about a bigger TV deal, and you're just sort of, I guess, getting the video library, getting the championships, getting a, which is know, cool, some of the wrestlers, and the vast majority are just going to be relegated to YouTube, and there will be a handful of people you can utilize in a good way. I don't know if it's really going to amount to much more than like you know you think about that period where they signed Adam Cole 
and Daniel Bryan. I don't think this can be as big as that. I don't think it can be as big as CM Punk coming aboard. But again, if it's part of a bigger plan over the, I, if. Over the next few months, and I, I'm not holding them to a week or two, okay, but we'll, we'll have to see. And assuming it is, I'm assuming he's trying. Hmm. But I think he was, Tony Khan was just so excited to tell people this. Yeah, obviously. No, he had a lot of reverence for the, the brand that I do not have. So uh, I, I can't really relate, but. Look, I, I applaud his enthusiasm. Um, I think yeah. he said a bit too much, but... I'm glad he got it instead of Vince. Yeah, no, I think so. I, th- I think to WWE, this would be... Again, it's, it would All it could be is a couple bodies. And what would it be? Like, it's they throw it on the Peacock network? Who yeah. cares? No, it right. would be buried in their library. Yeah. It would be a couple of bodies on the roster, which they don't really need. Mm-hmm. And it would have no other consequence. Here, like, I could see them doing an Invader storyline. I could mm-hmm. see them using this uh, on an NXT type level to be a, you know, a third show uh, whether it's in their existing networks or part of branching out to a smaller network or a third network altogether. um, There is some potential. So, you know, I think you and I argued, would this really be a big announcement? I I would put this in the medium category, but it has some potential. It could still be a big announcement. So far it's a, it's right. It would be the precursor to a uh, a big announcement. That's it for AW Revolution. Uh, I want to try to keep it somewhat short because Dan, I think we both know this show will go very long, especially mm-hmm. with two pre-show matches. So trying to save people some time. Thank you for this. And I guess we have WrestleMania very soon. So I think that's the next one. I can't wait. I think that's, we're going to have a lot to talk about for this, this year's days, WrestleMania. And I will try not to do twice the podcast. Thanks again, Dan. Thank you, sir. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. 